Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Maudlin, Episode Five: Leaf and Bough. Double the Predefero, red and slot is Domino. Our steward hath provided this in honour of the King of Bliss. Nonsense, you can't start translating it, Atherton. I wasn't translating, Worsley. That's the next line. What are you two singing? The Boar's Head Carol. The what? Circa 1521. It was commonly used in... Okay, I get it, never mind. Which on the stage will be served is in Reginancy Did you hear that? <laughs> Hello there. I say, is anyone about? Oh, it's probably Miss Roberts playing a joke on us. She can't sing like that. It sounded like an angel. Angels are men, and they don't have Irish accents. I say, was that birch tree there across the canal before? Someone must have planted it. <laughs> Overnight? Ah, it moved. Trees are known to do that. No, I mean it literally moved. Look, something's coming out of it, like a shaft of light. That's no light. It's a woman. Beautiful as an angel, too. I thought we'd established angels were terrifying warrior-like men. That is a tall, willowy young woman. She's beautiful. And you are handsome. Come and dance with me. I don't think that would be such a good idea. I'll see you two later. Oh, this will not end well. Nice day to be out by the canal, though. Reminds me of when I was a kid out at the swimming hole. My brother kept getting leeches on him. Took us ages to pull him off with him screaming. Thanks for that visual. <laughs> Sorry. No leeches here, I'm sure. Agreed. And after four straight days of rain, a bit of fog to sit out in is a welcome change. I, I thought you came out here to do archery. I'd forgotten. The water can draw one's attention to leisurely habits. Well now, what shall I aim at? There's an ash tree over there. That will do nicely. <laughs> You're the archer, Atherton. Spot on! What have you done, foolish youth? Blimey, it's another dryad. Good God, she, she's bleeding. Let me get that arrow out. I say... Couldn't you have put a sign up or something? You dare harm one of the sacred trees of the Shidri. How could I possibly know it was? Honestly, put a notice up. Now let's get you to the hospital and see about that arm. Oh! Atherton! Atherton! What have you done to him, Dryad? He is now an ash tree. What can I say? Perhaps you should put a sign out. <laughs> Atherton, hold on, old buddy. When he 
sky was gray. His footsteps on the hill were heard. Before the dawn, he went away. Enjoy yourself, foolish you. Hey, come back! <sighs> oh well, cheer up, Atherton. We've been in worse situations. I mean, you're a tree and all that, but at least you're not going anywhere. I've forgotten you can't talk anymore. I'll go fetch Worsley. You just wait here, I suppose. Oh, what is this ash tree doing here? Blotting the sand on the flower beds and a blight on the lawn. I'll need to fetch an axe and have it chopped down this afternoon. Jolly good. I don't want the grass exposed to this. Do make sure it comes down straight away. Of course, sir. You'd think whomever planted it would think to ask my permission first. I am, after all, the president. Yes, sir. I'll see to its removal at once, sir. Worsley, you must come directly. It's Atherton. Oh, he's much too busy to go with you. Get your head out of her lap and come on! What happened? Did he finally mouth off to the wrong sort of bloke? He's been turned into a tree! Well, then there isn't any rush about it. Uh, Worsley! All right, I'm coming. No need to get into a tizzy. Is this him? No, that is. I, I think... You think? Well, it's difficult to be sure. I, not exactly a horticulturist. My only experience was Mom leaving me to tender petunias for a week, and I couldn't even keep them alive that long. That bodes well for Atherton. I, I'm sure it was this one here. I, I think. Well, are you sure, or aren't you? Oh, it was this one. I could still sense his mannered. <laughs> look here, we must do something about Atherton. I suppose we could water him. That's not what I meant. Boys, I've work to do. Uh, what work would that be? Chopping down this here tree. You can't do that. Why not? It would be... Oh, where's Atherton when you need him? Now look here, we're we're doing a study on this tree for, for a paper. Don't give me that, young Westbrook. We all know you're not reading for science. What could you be wanting a tree for? Damn, I hate it when they're intelligent. Now stand aside. I need to get a good swing on it. If you wait a moment, we'll, we'll take you to the pub on us. On you? Of course. As many as you like. Just don't cut this tree down this minute. Well, I suppose I could wait a few hours. <sighs> good man. Come along with me. Uh, Worsley, just watch the tree, will you? Jolly good. Why did that nasty man want to murder your friend? I don't know, my dear. Now, where were we? What'll it be? Uh, 
Like our names matter to you, Lord. What'll it be? My usual and... A triple scotch. Two triple scotches coming up. I <laughs> like you already. Now what's with this mad tree business? Not some sort of bets you chaps have on. <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> now that I believe. Look here, it's awfully important you don't cut it down just yet. Here you are, gents. I suppose I could put it off until tomorrow. Oh, that's a good man. It has to come down then, though. That seems fair. Sophie, put any drinks he orders on my tab. Is that wise? Atherton's been turned into a tree and I need you to stall this chap. You got it. Wait, Atherton's a tree? Anything happen? Cecil came by. He's gone off to research possibilities for helping Atherton. The gardener will only postpone until tomorrow. Well, I read in a story once that cutting the tree down made the person trapped live again. What story would that be? The Blue Parrot. A jealous magician turns Princess Hermosa into a tree and to save her, she had to be chopped down and crush the head of the prince. I don't want to stick my head under a tree about to be cut down. You would both die a slow and agonizing death. Brina, can't you do something about it? Only the queen has powers like that. And what can you do? Lolly, lolly. Why does this remind me of a trip I made to California? We'll just have to contact the queen and beg her to bring Atherton back. Oh, that'll be a merry meeting. Excuse me, O Queen, but a friend of ours shot one of your dryads who turned him into a tree in revenge. But he really is a good sort of chap, and we'd like him back, please. I believe that would be the only way. Professor, what did you find out? Very little, I'm afraid. Most references do not include the victim returning to human form. Brilliant. We must throw ourselves upon the Queen's mercy. And how exactly will we do that? I shall speak with her. Farewell, Nigel. I don't trust her. Dryads are kindly creatures and take pleasure interacting with us. They are not easily upset, but once you do displease them, it is nigh impossible to return to their good graces. Are, are you saying he's done for? I'm afraid so. Unless we can convince the Queen otherwise. I have returned and brought Her Majesty. Thank you, Brina. And what would you be willing to do for your friend's safe return? He violated one of our laws and attacked an innocent. He, he would never hurt someone on purpose. He's probably one of the most generous and, and courageous people there is. It's true. He's recklessly noble at times. It was an accident, I assure you. I am Iceland, queen of the dryads of this grove. I am the Rowan. I wish to believe you, but the heinous crime cannot be denied. Highborn lady, we... We beg of you to set our friend free. I will consider it. The young man has been taught his lesson. Do not harden yourselves. We know of dryads here as generous, fair sorts of beings. Do not mar that image out of spite. You must first perform a task for me. As long as it isn't dangerous. It may well be. He'd risk his neck for us. It's only fair. Just because Atherton is suicidally noble doesn't mean we have to be. He's our friend and we owe it to him. Tell me what the rose did to the cypress. What's difficult about that? The answer to this riddle lies only in the land of the Walk of the Caucasus, far distant and impossible to reach. Oh, please. It's in the Brown Fairy Book. 
there was a princess who went off with this chap and then the other chap was angry and the one chap that saw the other chap being angry hid under the throne of this other princess who liked to do off with the chap's heads. So, the chap wanted to revenge his brothers and was going to kill the princess, but in the end was persuaded it was better for a chap to keep her. You have a strange way of speaking. Then bring me a rose of the purest white, one under the moonlight on a summer's eve. I'm no gardener, but that doesn't even make sense. Summer's Eve is long hence. We haven't the time. What sort of task did you have in mind? I don't know, but but this isn't fairyland. It's Oxford. There isn't a golden chalice guarded by dragons under a magical well here or anything. There isn't? How very odd indeed. Yes, we sit up at night wondering about it. Well then, we'll just have to be creative about this. You must toss this rock across yonder stream. <clears throat> canal. Yonder canal, without it touching the surface of the water. That sounds easy. It's all I could come up with on such short notice. I'm sure this test will be quite satisfactory. Well, here goes. Jolly good throw, Westbrook. Oh, thanks. Now, about our friend, O Queen. Very well. But do impress on him the importance of looking before he shoots. <laughs> we will, Majesty. My legs are stiff. Have you got a hot toddy? I'll never understand why you'd ruin decent scotch making those. Are you all right, old chap? Lovely. Smashing. Nothing like being turned into a tree and standing immobile for three hours. Thank you, madam. I believe we are being called back. I wish I could say it was a pleasure meeting you gentlemen, but it really hasn't. Oh, I like them. Bye-bye, Nigelkins. Worsley, she did not just call you that. <clears throat> yes, well... They're gone. So, anything interesting happened while I was dropping leaves? The gardener will get a bit of fright when he comes to chop you down tomorrow. Chop me down? You were going to let him chop me down? Of course not. Well, perhaps not. Well... Maybe if we had nothing better to do, we might have stopped it. Nice to know who my friends are. Oh, cheer up. I'm sure Sophie would like to see you're alive and not leafy. You told her? Yes, well, brilliant. Come on. Although, I must say, I rather enjoyed this one. I'm glad someone did. At least the president will be glad the tree is gone. I think I've had about as much fresh air as I can take for the day. I'm going inside. I'd better get back to work as well. Ugh, still stiff? Yeah. That was definitely an odd experience. Episode 5. Leaf and Bow. Featuring the voice talents of Mark Kalita as Percy Atherton. How come I couldn't be a talking tree? Heiter Franzen as John Westbrook. Trees don't talk, mate. David MacGyver as Nigel Worsley. They also can't walk or sing, but that didn't seem to stop these ones. Bruce Bosby as Lord David Cecil. The tree is different from the dryad, Worsley. Fiona Threll 
as Sophie Roberts. And the next dryad RC is getting an odd one on the head. Kim Giannopoulos as Chiara. Bring it on, lassie. April Sadowski as Brina. Oh, I didn't know Wesley was spoken for. Stevie K. Farnaby as the gardener. Wait! Where'd the tree go? How many trees did I have? David Drage as Maudlin President George Gordon. Drinking, you're sacked. Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as the Dryad Queen, Iceland. How come I didn't get to sing? God save our gracious queen. Wait, wait, stop! Please! Long live our noble queen. I have more credits I need to get through. God, God save our gracious queen. Look at me, I don't know the lyrics. Oh, say can you see? Written, cast, and directed by Alexa Chipman. Produced and engineered by Stevie K. Farnaby. Some music by Spare Parts. Visit their website at bfv.com slash spare parts. Additional music copywritten to Ted Narsmith from his album The Hidden Door, used by permission. Visit tednarsmith.com and be sure to look over his fantastic Lord of the Rings artwork as well. Remember, BrokenSeed.com is your address for more behind-the-scenes of Maudlin and other audio drama offerings. This is not in any way affiliated with Maudlin College and is for entertainment purposes only. Hello everyone, Nigel Worsley here, and I'd like to... <coughs> Excuse me. As I was saying... <coughs> ah, that's better. Hey everyone, David McIver here. I play Worsley and Maudlin and, well, a bunch of other things all over the place. But I'm not here to talk about any of that. I'm here about something a good deal more serious. Wait! Don't go. Still with me? Good. What I'm here to talk about is cancer. More specifically, cancer research. I doubt a single person listening to me speak just now hasn't been affected by cancer, either personally or through one of your friends or relatives. I myself have lost two grandfathers to it. Going with the news stories that come out on a regular basis, pretty much everything ever causes cancer, so it's quite important that we find a cure. Wouldn't you like to live in a world where a doctor telling you, you have cancer, is a bit like hearing, you're going to need a filling? I know I would. And scientists are working on it. There's plenty of potential cures out there and we'll crack it someday. To do that, research organisations need money. Every year, Cancer Research UK holds the Race for Life a 5k run or walk or crawl for women. Originally, it was just for breast cancer, but now it's for anything really. Everyone wears a sash with a number and a name of the person or people they are running for. Last year, 665,000 women took part and raised £40 million, which is $12 billion at the current exchange rate. Now, obviously we can't all physically take part, but I'm here to tell you how you can be there in spirit. My girlfriend Siobhan is running an Inverness race for life on May 11th. Last year she raised about £120 and this year only set herself the target of 50 On the sponsorship website there's a little thermometer that fills up as you raise money. I want to make that explode with your help. Okay, I don't actually know if it will explode but I want to fill it as many times as we can. You can do your part to help and make every step of that 5k a little easier. 
Last year, Siobhan had an asthma attack at the finishing line because she ran so hard. Seriously, only a little one. She was fine. So you know that your money will be behind someone who will really try and be extremely grateful. So go to www.raceforlifesponsorme.org forward slash Siobhan. That's www.raceforlifesponsorme, all one word, dot org forward slash S-H-I-V-O-N-N-E. And sponsor whatever you can. We'll both appreciate it.